Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, wherever you are in the world. This is Valerie Molyneux, President and CEO of Vit Friends, coming to you today live from Boston, Massachusetts, where it's a barmy, uh, not quite sticky yet, but it's 75 degrees with a high um, tomorrow of about 90. And it's so funny because when I thought about my special guest today, I was thinking about when I arrived in Texas with them, and it was a balmy 90-something degrees. So I feel like I'm there, but I'm not. I'm here in Boston. And so I don't want to delay. I want to jump in to the deep end of my conversation. Um, my show is entitled Your Journey uh, with Vitiligo. And so today my special guest is Curtis. Uh, Curtis is from Texas, and um, when we arrived into Texas um, for the 2019 conference, um, Curtis for a young man was very welcoming, and lots of folks, when I talk to them about my special guest today, we talk about how welcoming and warm this young man, a teenager, made us all feel, and especially for my husband. He's outside on the deck or in the garden at this point, but he um, remembers Curtis as being um, welcoming and warm. And so today I'm going live to Texas. Hello, Curtis. How you doing? Welcome. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Well, we are so happy to have you. I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook. I hope you did because there were some great comments made. Did you get a chance at all to see that? Uh, not yet, but I'll check it out after this call. Oh, yeah, please do. And also, ladies and gentlemen, I have with me online Brandy's mom. Say hello, uh, mom. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm so, so excited. So let's begin with mom. You're going to tell us, and then Curtis will fill in and give us more details. But mom, tell us um, a little about mom and um, your name and uh, where in Texas you are. Anything you want to tell us about mom and tell us a little about Curtis and when did you notice vitiligo on your handsome baby boy? Um, My name is Brandy Nickerson. Um, uh, we, currently, we currently live in Missouri City, Texas, which is uh, a suburbs of Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a uh, wife and mother. I got an older daughter who's um, in her junior year at San Houston State. And, mm-hmm. of course, Curtis, which is my last. He's um, in his senior year this year. Uh, awesome. I, I work uh, with special needs children at, at a middle school. So, um Pretty much that's about it, just running around with the kids and um, my job. Um, Awesome. I noticed um, when Curtis was a baby, um, um, he started losing pigmentation in his diaper area, and um, it just, it freaked me out because I didn't know what it was. I thought maybe he had a bad rash and just had a bad reaction to it, didn't know what was going on. Um, took him to a pediatrician. Of course, they um, referred us to a dermatologist, and that's when um, he was diagnosed with uh, vitiligo. 
Um, and he was six months old at the time. He was how old? Six months old. Six months old. My goodness. Wow. So, you know, this is why we want folks on this show telling your journey because um, in medical notes it said people would get this around their 20s. But, no, you're saying your baby boy had this at six months old, and we talked to Alicia. Alicia is our Minnesota leader, and her mom said at four months old. So that certainly dispels what's written in the in medical documents. Well, yeah, I, I, I believe it's, it's rare, but um, it does it did happen with Curtis. Um, it didn't move from that area until he was two. It stayed uh-huh. in one area until he was about two years old, and he had a, um, an injury. Uh, he fell and scraped his knee. And that was the first, um, that was the other um, portion that um, lost pigmentation um, so from the original. Here, okay. So here's your baby boy, six months old. What treatment, what are the doctors telling you to do or not to do? Honestly, Curtis is almost, he is 17 years old. <laughs> so that's a long time ago. Um, I want to, because Curtis also had eczema really bad, and mm-hmm. um, that was my main concern was the eczema. Um, so we were we were treating the eczema. I really do not remember them saying anything um, to to me um, about treatment of the vitiligo at that time. Now, when he turned about two years old, we were um, the um, eczema treatment that. Um, we were using occasionally, I, I just, you know, started looking into it, and it wasn't something he was supposed to use at that oh, age. He was supposed to, yeah, he was supposed to wait until he was older to use it. Um, it had some type of steroids in it or whatever. So oh, um, from, from that, I was kind of apprehensive of using medication. But we, I know we did Absolutely. start meds, but um, it's just topical cream. But he was a... He was maybe three or four when we were doing the uh, topical cream. Let me back it up then a little bit. So prior to seeing this on Curtis, did you know of vitiligo? Is there any family history? Were you familiar with this condition? Um, I, no, there's no family history that I know of. Um, I was familiar with it, uh, believe it or not, because um, I did believe that um, the um, infamous Michael Jackson had it. So um, mm-hmm. I, I I knew of it because of him. Um, right. But other than that, no, I didn't, I didn't know anybody with it, um, didn't have any family history of, of it. Wow. So let's take the journey. So baby, and now we're into two years old. Let's progress to introducing your, your little boy to kindergarten, first grade. How was that experience? Well, that actually was uh, uh, very memorable for me. Um, I remember the summer leading into uh, kindergarten um, because, you know, Curtis was with me all the time. So I um, pretty much, you know, had him in that, you know, that bubble just mm-hmm. with people who knew him. And he was, you know, extremely small, but now you're going to be going off to school where I'm not going to be around and people are going right. to be, you know, looking at you. So I had a, I had a master plan. 
Um, he was going to be wearing long sleeve shirts and long sleeve pants because it was on his, in Texas. his legs. In Texas. <laughs> Year round. And then, um, lo and behold, right before school started, he started getting losing pigmentation right in his face. Ooh. So that plan uh, went in the trash. <laughs> oh, boy. So I, you know, pretty much just stepped out on faith and just let him go and, you know, just told myself we would deal with it, hire yes. we going to deal with it. Now let me transition this, this journey over to Curtis. Curtis, I know it's a long time ago, your kindergarten, your first grade. Tell me a little kindergarten through, say, fifth grade? What What is your, what can you remember of your experience dealing with other kids looking at you, asking questions? Um, well, yeah, I got a lot of questions, um, a lot of stares, too, especially when I was in fifth grade when, you know, usually the kindergartners, everybody below looks up to you because you're a fifth grader. So I got a lot of questions and stares. Um, and I did wear a lot of uh, pants and long sleeves to try to cover up. Now, how did it make you feel? I know you were still young, but coming home from school, what was your feeling? Tell me your heart. Um, I felt really, because I knew I was different, but yes. the, um, it was mostly the stairs that was... Um, very uh, irritating. The stairs was, you know. yeah. And so let me let me ask mom. Mom, how was that for you? I mean, fifth grade. Then you're going into middle school. Tell tell and you're you're working in middle school now, and you know those kids can be rough. What was your experience? Well, like? yeah. tell me. Well, what I what I did because I work at the, the middle school that I transferred him to. So one, the first thing was I transferred him out. Um, he didn't follow his friends to middle school. So he was going to be going to a brand new school with brand new people. So um, I, um, what I did was I started bringing him to the school um, before he transferred over uh, while he was in fifth grade, you know, to just different random things. So some of the teachers and people can get to see him and, and, yes. you know, uh, recognize them. And um, I tried to do that for high school, too, but it, 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 it didn't work out. <laughs> That's another story. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so um, um, uh, Curtis uh, was uh, – before, before middle school, Curtis, uh, whenever we were out in public, you know, I'm not sure how he was at school, but out in public, he, you know, became real um, introverted, you know, wouldn't, mm. you know, always little DSI, wouldn't look up, was a stand, he would be always, you know, around me, behind me, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't look up, you know, and, mm. you know, at that time, I was very um, just aggressive, like, you know, I'm staring people down, I'm like, yes. you know, what are you looking Mama at? Bear. And Ma- it was not Mama just bear. children. Yeah, oh yeah, I was in definite mama bear mode. Um yeah. and it wasn't kids, it was it was all, it was adults too. I was getting Oh yeah. People telling me that they were um they were afraid to come by my son because they thought it was contagious. Um and I you know, I was <laughs> I was Ignorant. in a yeah, but I was in a really um I didn't know um I didn't know a lot and I didn't know how to handle that. 
but I yeah. knew that my son was watching me and I knew that he was feeding off of me because yeah. I noticed that he was doing the exact same thing I was doing. So mm. I had to really stop and try to um, change how yes. I was reacting to people and um, just just uh, make it seem as normal as possible um, um, and not react negatively because that was how he was reacting. As oh, far yeah. as uh, middle school, um, you, you'll be surprised how um, how they're into them own, their own selves in middle school yeah. <laughs> and yeah. how they're not as, as focused on other people. Um, mm-hmm. um, in a, I mean, there are some who will. And, I mean, uh, I, I, I always explain to my kids, because I work with special needs kids, so my kids are crazy. They are, they're out there. They don't care. <laughs> you know? Right. They do right. whatever. And I'm like, you know, uh, you just got to, you know, you got to be you. And um, those, those particular kids are, are, are trying to find themselves anyway. They're, they're all trying to find themselves. So yeah. um, I didn't see the not acceptance. I saw that pretty much they were all, you know, um, okay. They, you know, they, okay, that's hurt us, you know, and moving on, you know, um, I didn't. I didn't see anybody being bullied or anything like that. I. I. I it's. It's surprising, you know, especially. Well, let school, me. Let me. Let me see what hard. Curtis has to say. Curtis, what about the things that mom weren't seeing between middle school and as you migrated over to high school? How was that journey for you? Uh, it was very smooth. Like, like wow. she said. Uh, uh, I don't know, but middle school was just. Nobody really asked unless it was like they just come up to me after they've been knowing me for a while and just ask. I tell them, and then this, that, just it. They don't bring it up again. Good. Good. Now, as you could, you're moving into high school, and boys at your age, girls at your age, and mom and dad, we, we've been through it. So we know. We've been a teenager as well. What about looking at girls and girls looking at you with your the vitiligo now on your face? Um, again, uh, very smooth. It, the transition um, to high tower was, it was fine because most, because like my mom said, um, I, my transition to middle school, all my friends weren't there, but, right. um, when I got to high school, I saw some of them there, at, um, at my, um, high school. So mm-hmm. some people I already knew, there, but, um, Freshman year, I may have gotten three questions. That was it. Wow. Good for you. Now, where did basketball come into the picture? Because we know Curtis to be this basketball star. Did that start in middle school or in high school? And then girls and other people will start gravitating to your football players, your basketball stars. Tell me about that. Um, I started basketball uh, – been a while back, way um, before middle school. Um, I played mm-hmm. in the YMCA. Um, at first, I didn't really like it because um, mostly because I would be exposed to people because, you know, shorts and jersey, everybody right. would see my skin. Right. And um, uh never told my mom this, but um, 
in middle school and when I played AAU basketball, I would sometimes like not want to go to practice and stuff because um, of my skin. As, wow. Uh, yeah. So um, when I got to uh, high school, um, I believe I was about five seven, and so and I had um, just gotten through a growth spurt, so. Um, you know, we started in the weights and stuff. I started getting better at basketball. Good. And my freshman year, we, um, I made the freshman B team, and we had a really good um, group of kids, and we won district. So awesome. Since I was uh, really good, people never really um, me about my skin. They were just like, it's just, you know, Curtis that really good at basketball. The basketball star, their focus was now off your skin and on your skills. You know, they switched mm-hmm. that S up on you. I love that. Mom, how was it watching him playing shots and all, getting adjusted to that? How was that for you? Oh, well, by that time, um, um, I had I had to, you know, as a parent, if there's any parents out there, um, one thing that whenever I talk to parents, I, have, I let them know, I said, if you have to be okay with it first before yes. you can help the child. And by that time, um, I was okay with it. I was, oh, I, you know, he, he played a little football mm-hmm. in middle school, and I, I can spot my child from a mile away. <laughs> I was looking at arms and legs. <laughs> yes. So, so I, you know, um, being able to be seen uh, for me was good. You know, uh, he right. was memorable. People would come up to me. There are people now who would see him, hadn't seen him in years. Oh, that's Curtis. You know, they remember how he looked. Yeah. And um, so, so for me, that you know, um, seeing him out there and seeing him play, I was not focus on the skin. I was more focused on um, uh, the plane and what we got to work go. on. There I was, go. was one of those moms. I'm trying to sit back these last couple of years, but yeah. I was I was that mom, you know, uh, you missed that block or, you know. That's right. <laughs> your pass was off. I was so, there. Like I that. hear you. So listen, Curtis, tell us where you are now in school, what's happening um, you know, you must have gone through prom and all of that. Tell us a little about that that piece, and then tell us, um, are you still doing basketball? Tell us where you are on your journey. Um, so currently I'm 17. I just turned 17 um, in April. Um, I'm going to Happy tell you. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, my favorite subject in school, uh, I really like science. Good. So that's probably my favorite. Um, like I live with my my mom, my dad, and my older sister. Um, this year I actually started my own business because you know COVID going around, um, kind of hard to get a job, so I had to make it happen. So wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait. Say that one more time. Our Curtis, what? Oh, I started that is- my own <laughs> my own business. What is what kind of business is this, Curtis? Okay, so story as the story goes, um, uh, 
I forgot when, but I think it was a couple years back. I think in my freshman year, something like that. No, my sophomore year. Um, at our church, we had a basketball clinic where um, when people there invited me to um, help out and host because, you know, basketball player. So um, afterwards, um, a woman came up to me, and she had two little girls that wanted to learn how to play basketball. And so ah. she told me, she told me, uh, uh, I'm going to get back to you, but I would like you to train my little girls. So, Good. <laughs> yeah, so. So that, that um, is wonderful. That you've turned into a job. Yeah. So, um, Look at the brilliance. She had, she had um, a friend of hers that had um, at her house, she had a hoop and stuff. So um, she invited some kids and made it happen. I just trained so you're them. you basically uh, their coach. Awesome job, Curtis. I'm proud of you. Mama, I'm proud of Curtis. Hello. <laughs> yeah. That is beautiful. Yeah, and, he, and he's entering his senior year this year. He's not a senior just yet. Uh, so the prom and graduation, that's all next year. Um, wow. Wow. I can wait. So, <laughs> well, let the cat out the bag, Curtis. Where are you headed for school, you think, next year? I've done a couple of um, college visits, um, but I really want to attend Baylor. Um, well, you got to put it out I, in the atmosphere. Put it out in the <laughs> atmosphere so we, we can know how to pray properly. Yeah, so, um, and I also visited uh, Texas State and uh, Texas A&M, so those are the other two schools I'm looking at. Awesome, awesome. And, Mom, did you hear it? If you didn't hear it, let me remind you. Science. This is not a person that just want to dibble-dabble and finish school and sit around on the sidewalk. Did you hear him say science, Mom? It's, it's been science for a while. It's been, it's been science for a while. Um, um, he's been pretty good. Um, and he's, he's, he's liked it. So, yeah. Excellent. Believe me, I, I've, I've checked it off. <laughs> Well, we want to know, let you know, if you have not seen the Facebook post, there's a lot of folks riding with you, Curtis. There's a lot of folks um, behind you, supporting you. Now we're going to be all praying for Bela. Is that what you ask us to do? Yes, ma'am. All right, now. We got you. We got you. Um, so let's take a break here. Let me get a drink of water. You guys do what you need to do. And I will come back to you to continue this conversation. We're pausing right now for station break. Thank you guys so much for hanging with me. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, live coming in from Texas, just outside Houston. My special guest, Brandy, mom, Brandy, and son, Curtis. And great conversation. Great conversation as we hear the journey of this young man. Um, the wise young fellow that we met have now matured into a 17-year-old and on his way, and we'll be praying with him, for him, for Bela. Let's tell you what's happening on, on the podcast front here at Vit Friends. Um, we are pleased to announce that Mark Braxton, my co-host, has now been um, elevated to engineer of our podcast, and we have added Tiffany Grant of New York City 
as a new addition, as a co-host, and she will be starting a show uh, next week or the week after, Geared to Women with Vitiligo. Her lineup is ready. They're from all over the world, Peru, California, the Caribbean. They're from all over, and you're going to want to tune into that when we let you know. Uh, so, again, as of June 1st, those two new things on our podcast. And finally, on the podcast, we're pleased to announce that we have a sponsor for our podcast. And that sponsor is My Vitiligo's Team. If you Google that um, or if you search on Facebook, you'll find My Vitiligo's Team. Um, you'll learn all about them, what they're doing, and um, we're just pleased. We're honored that they will be supporting us this way by sponsoring this podcast. We're honored to be celebrating our 10th year of hosting these shows, and the global reach is incredible. I just posted today on our Facebook page, how far and what we're doing and the changes and the numbers of people that are listening to our show. So please get a look at that. Also, you must have been um, following, seeing, hearing about our film. Uh, there's never been one like this done before. Um, if you Google us, you'll find us more than our skin.org. Uh, Hull Bay Production is out of Massachusetts, and they, um, after having a conversation with the leadership, they said, Valerie, you, you have a story, your group has a story that we, we see needs to be told. And so we're just pleased for this opportunity. Um, and finally, as you know, this is Vitiligo Awareness Month, and I chose to kick it off with Curtis um, and Mom Brandy out of Texas. And so let me jump back into that conversation because I don't want to um, miss anything. Hi, Brandy. Hi, um, Curtis. I'm back. How are you? Hi, we're good. Good. Awesome. So, yeah. Curtis, do you think there's any future to your basketball skills? What are you hoping to do with that? Anything besides what you're doing the coaching job and training that you're doing with the kids? Um, I'm hoping to get a full ride to um to Baylor and um further my skills and take my time to the NBA. Speak that again into the atmosphere. Let the ear hear this. Say it again one more time. You're hoping for a what? I'm hoping for a full ride scholarship to Baylor. And hopefully train and um, take my talents to the NBA. Wow. We are with you. We'll be praying for you. We're hoping and uh, standing with you on that request. Now, as you come through, uh, six months old, riding on through elementary, now middle school into high school, who would you say has been your greatest. So tell me some of the people that you would call your main support system through this ride called Vitiligo, Curtis. Um, 
Well, first, man above, of course. Yeah. Um, he's helped me a lot. Um, and my mom. Hundred yeah. percent. Yes. Now, mom, from the beginning, and I tell you, moms will tell us that when they the first spot. They have to order boxes of Kleenex to contain themselves, to hold themselves together. And from that six months to today, what has it been like? In in a couple of words, what has it been like watching your son ride through life, handling himself like a gentleman? What can you tell us? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a journey. It's been a yeah. Um, it's um. I mean, there was ups and downs. There are uh, um, more happy tears than sad tears. I can tell you that. Mm. Um, as a matter of fact, um, once I accepted him, there were uh, less tears. I mean, there was pretty. It was done. It was you know. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. I, I was. I was mentally there. So. Um, um, you, as a parent, you deal with everything, um, how you deal with it, you know, um, mm. it didn't, um, it didn't affect me the same way because I wasn't also dealing with my unacceptance of it. So, but yeah, it, it, it's been, it's been good. It's been good. I mean, I am, I'm very proud of him. Um, you, uh, uh, he always gets the bully question. Hey, you know, does he, people bully? You should, you should see him walk in a room. He walks in a room with his head <laughs> up. He's, I mean, oh, it's man. like a straight swagger. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Um, yeah. That's why he's admired. That's why he's loved. I'm telling you, when we when folks arrived in Houston, that's what we heard. Perfect gentleman. Perfect gentleman. Mom and Dad, you've done well. Kudos. Support system. Thank you. Nickerson support Thank system, you. rock, rock, y'all <laughs> rocking it, love it. So, when did you connect then with the Texas support group and Diane Trivet and 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 the folks there? We um, it happened by chance. Um, Curtis was in middle school. Um, we were. Um, um, we were at church, and I I I don't know. Diane can tell you a little bit more uh, if she was at the wrong place or maybe she was at the right place. I'm not sure, but um, I um, I had my I think I think Curtis came up to me and and said, "Mom, this lady want to talk to you." <laughs> and uh-huh. um, like I said, at that time, I was very open to all of that. Now my you know my space was open to anything and anybody, and mm-hmm. um, I, I met Diane and. Um, she was super, super excited to, to meet Curtis, and um, I believe at that time she was um, in the process of uh, putting together um, a um, fashion show or runway show with, with Vitiligo, mm-hmm. and she asked, um, she's going to kill me because I don't remember, oh, gosh, um, she asked if Curtis could be involved in it, and I automatically said, "Yeah, it was. Yeah, let's let's do it." And and from we actually um, if, was that where how we did that, or was that after? Because I know we met at a park with other people who had been LIGO, and I remember mm-hmm. thinking to my 
it was a bunch of ladies, a bunch of older ladies, and my son was the youngest. I think it was another little girl, but he was the only boy there. And I just remember a switch or a change come over him. You know, he was mm. so happy um, just being around someone who looked like him that lived near him. You know, that, that made a huge change um, in his personality, too. Curtis, how was that experience meeting Diane? How was that for you? Um, I remember because yeah, we were at church and um, she saw me. She's like, "Oh my God, you're so beautiful." (laughs) Where's your mom? Where's your? And so yeah, um, and then when I got to the the park, yeah, it was very surprising because um. I didn't really know anybody else had what I had. Um, I thought I was, like, you know, the only one with it. Now, your mom mentioned a a fashion show or something. Did you participate, and how was that feeling? Oh, yeah. Um, Yes, it was very very exciting at at first, and then I was kind of nervous, and then, you know, it was smooth after that. Awesome. Awesome. You said you were the only, mom said you were the probably the youngest there, but I, I would imagine since that time, some other kids have been added, right? Mm-hmm. Some, uh, some more, yeah. Yeah. I now, believe there was another little clue there, too. But oh, I, okay. Yeah. So here you are coming into this and uh, instantly you have a family, a bunch of people that look like you. That must have been an incredible feeling, right, Curtis? Yes, ma'am. Now, that what year did you say that was? Or do you remember? Oh, um, oh wow. That was probably 2018 um, because okay. we were – Fairly, we we were a brand new organization when we did the um, conference. Um, so either it was uh, 2017 or 2018. I want to say it was 2018. Okay. Well, we first I first started corresponding with um, Diane in 2017 when I checked my notes this week. And then 2018, I hosted the conference here in um, Massachusetts with Dr. John Harris. And then we selected and announced um, Houston after working and just falling in love with Diane and her passion and energy. So um, to come to, 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 to Texas, how were you guys, how was it preparing and how was it seeing all of these 300-plus people that arrived into Texas to on your guys' territory. How was that for you guys? You want Curtis to go first? Or? Yes, Curtis. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, it was very surprising. I mean, I heard um, people um, from different um, different countries coming over. You know, it was... I was I wasn't expecting, you know, that many people to be there. And mom, what was your take? What what was well, your, uh, you know, 
I was I was tired. <laughs> yeah, it was a long. It was a very long uh, um, uh, year to, to prepare for it for that. But no, right. it was um, it was awesome. I mean, um, from from the from day one, we just had a really good time. Um, everybody there was just so happy and so um, welcoming, and um, it was just joy. All you saw was just joy, and every, and, and the fact that. You know, we were in um, um, Sugarland area, um, their town center, and everybody was walking around, being themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, if there was anybody being stared at, I mean, good luck. There was plenty to see. <laughs> <laughs> you are so right. <laughs> oh my god! So it was, it was so much fun. It was incredible. I mean, these conferences, and we say it to folks all the time, if you have never been, you just need, you just need to try one yeah. to experience it. When I, when I put out the clarion call, I did a lot of praying. God helped me because there was nothing happening in 2015, 2016. When I got the idea to put, post it on Facebook and see what would happen, would you, if you have vitiligo, would you join me on the capital steps in D.C.? And before I hit send on that post, I prayed. I said, God, now this is on you. Oh, please don't make me look bad. Please. And I tell you, uh, folks are still talking about that today. I still get messages every time around this time of the year, especially my my mail is flooded with just um oh my god we still reminisce about that so yes we're speaking about the conference so curtis would you recommend to someone who's never been what would you tell them about going um um yeah i'd say just go it's it's very um like my mom said, it's very, um, I said this, um, you're very comfortable there. Yes. I you're very comfortable there. So and you get I to would, meet so many new people, Curtis. Mm-hmm. Mom, what, what would you, I'm sorry, say it again. Oh, I said, yeah, I, let a, I met a lot of new people. Yeah. And everybody was like, very, very nice. And you know why, Curtis? Because we're one family. We're one vitiligo family. Mom, how would you tell someone? What would you tell someone listening right now in Paris? Tell them about the importance of attending a vitiligo conference. Okay, well, um, it will... One thing that I noticed that um, when, when we first started our journey is that um, at, you feel like you are in that bubble where there's no one else. Right. Um, and it's very lonely being there, especially if you think about it, you know, um, Curtis is a young kid. His entire family, mm-hmm. um, his immediate family, no one had it. Um, his immediate family, his entire family, no one at his school had it. No one at his church had it. No one that he saw, you know, at the grocery store or whatever had it. So mm-hmm. that is a very, very lonely feeling. 
Um, but going yeah. to a conference, you're, you see that your world is not just in that bubble. There are plenty of people out there who, who share your journey, and it's good to go out there and meet those people so you don't feel as if you are alone. Alone. There you go. There you go. That's a, that's a serious advertisement for the conferences, and we thank you. We thank you. Uh, it, it means a lot to to uh, to anybody that attends and could walk away saying, I, I, I was touched, I was healed. We've had people that that wrote in um, after the first or second, the first one is saying, oh, my God, I was thinking about taking my life. Yes. And coming to a conference has changed things for so many people. Out of these conferences today, you have models, you have entrepreneurs, you have actors, you have there's so many things that have blossomed. Lives have been changed. Things have happened. And I, I know you mentioned church several times, but, you know, I said to somebody at my church the other day, Strangely enough, I feel the majority of people have been like, you know, there's gonna be, I'm gonna get lots of letters. Please, this is just my take on it. But a, a great majority of us are believers. I could be on a call with just leaders from all over, and if it's ten of us, seven of us. Are believers and seven of us would pray or something it's just a unique group of people but then again we are special to god we are uniquely designed could you see an artist as he's painting his mural and he takes time to give a stroke to the left and that's god with us and so curtis is special to god those kids in school may not believe that may not see it that way but that's through your eyes, but through God's eyes, it's totally different. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. Yes. It's incredible, the family that we've built, um, uh, what we're doing. Um, there's something um, Curtis said earlier about in school, and, you know, I even want Curtis now to speak to any child that will hear this if they're listening now or if they'll get it later on Spotify or iHeartRadio. Um, we had a little girl in North Carolina in second grade who was refusing to go to school. She had vitiligo. Guess why she was refusing? Want to guess? What's her favorite word? Bullies. <laughs> and so we sent out some books. We've been sending out books um, about vitiligo storybooks. We've We've always had them featured at the different conferences. Well, now we've been sending them out, and so we sent two books to that school, one to be read in the class and be left in the classroom, and one presented to that second grader. Just to see herself in a book, just to hear the story about a child in a book that looks like her, that she can relate to, that has changed that child's life. Yeah. What do you say to something like that? Oh, definitely. I mean, um, that that's that's the whole thing. I, I will tell of um, um, anyone, a parent or 
um, a young adult, anyone who has been recently diagnosed with vitiligo, get with a actual support group. Yeah. Um, I, I when we when we um, started the Houston vitiligo um, awareness movement, the, um, I, I noticed that a lot of people were unsure um, to to come to those things because they they had a misconception that you know. Um, I don't, I don't really know what was the misconception, but, you know, a lot of times people feel like they want to deal with it alone, and this is not the type of, you already feel alone, so why, you know, not, you know, have someone in share that with you? Right. So. Right. Well, I was, yeah, that was I, as, as Curtis talked about not being bullied, you were one of the lucky ones, Curtis, totally lucky. Because the stories, yeah. oh, yeah, the stories we've heard, not good. What were you saying? Well, I was going to say, to be honest, most of it was due to basketball and my skills at basketball, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, especially uh, my my junior, junior season on JV, um, I remember we went to one game, uh, and there was a bunch of people in the stands and stuff, and um, they didn't, they didn't, you know, um, they didn't really see my skin. They just saw what I did on the court. And Skills. That's that's usually, you know, that's usually what um, really didn't cause. You know, that's what caused you no know, bullying when I was in yeah. school. Well, so, Curtis, if there's somebody listening that's being bullied, that's being um, this feeling of being alone, how would you encourage that person right now? Um, I would say, uh, like what my mom said, um, you're yeah, you're not alone. You um, there are support groups out there that are very happy to help you. And another thing is surround people, surround yourself with people that love you for you. Yeah. And, uh, uh, don't, uh, don't surround yourself with fake, fake friends. Cause I know <laughs> most of them are in school still. So, um, yeah, don't surround yourself with fake friends cause, mm. um, yeah. That's the people good. That's that for you will always love you for you. They're not gonna, you know, switch up. Yeah. So. Very good. And mom, what what do you say? Um. Wow. Well, because it, <laughs> you know, um, what it, it depends on the age of the child. Because you know, yeah. an older, an older kid teenager understands that well they, they they understand a little bit better that this is just a, a time you know mm. and this time will we'll move on a lot of the younger kids especially middle school kids that i deal with you know everything is so immediate everything is now um it will never end you know in their mind mm. so um i i understand um um i understand the angst i understand you know, what, what they're going through as far as not feeling like it's, nothing's going to change, nothing's going to stop this. Um, 
like Curtis said, um, you focus on um, on your purpose here. You know, what are your talents? What are your what is your gift? Find your gift. Yeah, yeah. You know, and focus, yeah. focus on your gift. That was one thing that I was trying to um, focus on during the conference in 2019. Is uh, uh, we we talked about it during our our our, our um, um, speeches and meetings or whatever about finding yeah. your give your God giving gifts and yeah. and focusing on that and that will will help you um, um, not too much block out but it will help you focus and 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 not be um, so um, pressured by the other outside out or outlining things um, yeah. so. Um, that's hard, and as a parent, I know that's hard. Um, also, um, as a parent, I will tell you to make sure you know your your kid um, has all they need. You know, mm. um, you know, make sure that you are doing your part as well. You cannot stop these, you know, these things from happening, but you can prepare your child for this. Okay, if this is happening or if this you know, this scenario is going on, what should we do? What kind of recording mm. should you do? You know, give give your kid those tools to, to help them during this this battle. Very good. Very good. Two things I wrote down when you spoke earlier was uh I think it was uh, uh when you met Diane or the group or whatever. You you talked about being meant as a parent Two things. You said you you carried yourself and you did things in a way because Curtis is watching your every move. Yes. So speak to that for parents. Tell them. I like that. And then you talked about being mentally there when you met Diane and the, got out there to the game or whatever they did. You said you weren't nervous because you were mentally there. What did you mean by that? Well, that, the, um, oh. at the very beginning, I, I explained that, um, you know, um, I had to learn how to accept Curtis first. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, as a parent, you want to fix things. You want to make everything the path smooth, and you want to make sure everything is going the way it's supposed to go in your mind. So, you know, I had to really understand that he didn't need fixing. He was okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that 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 was my that was my path that I had to go on. I had to really and that was and I speak to parents all the time. And that's the one thing because you know as a parent you want to protect, you want to you know bring that, that cocoon around your kid and make sure nothing mm-hmm. harms. And you know this is one thing that you can't control. This is something happening physically to your kid. And you have no control over it. So it's very upsetting for a parent to be on the outside. You know, they're, they're not in that bubble. They're on the outside looking in. So um, being, feeling that feeling of, of helplessness, you know, mm-hmm. um, is, is sometimes overwhelming for parents. But um, I didn't look at Curtis as something was wrong with him anymore. You know, and, and that that's that was when I started to feel like, okay, I'm okay with this. Nothing's yeah. wrong with him, and I'm okay with how he looked and how he's going Excellent. to have to move forward. Excellent. I love that. I totally do. 
So, Curtis, as we wrap this up with you, we'll be praying for Bela. We'll be praying for Curtis. But what do you see? Where's Curtis after graduating from Baylor? What's Curtis's future? Um, I see myself um, as a, well, like what my mom said, um, it's your, uh, finding your gifts. Um, mm. I found out that my gift is um, basketball, and I feel like Manaba put me here to um to uh what's the word advocate from yes. the LIGO basketball. And um to be on a big stage like the NBA and for everybody to see um who I am and what I look like, it would be a very um big um motivation to the kids um that may not feel comfortable with themselves because I feel like if they see someone like me, a um, professional athlete, playing basketball on a big stage mm-hmm. like the NBA, then, you know, they'll feel more confident in themselves. Well, to both of you, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for this opportunity. I've been watching and wanting, and today it's completed. I've been wanting to hear your journey, and I have. Any last words, Mom, before you go? You have it. No, just just thank you so much for the invitation. We, re- we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, Curtis, we'll, we'll, we'll have to do this again. We, we want to hear more of the journey when you're in the next phase of your journey. God bless you both. Love you. Stay well. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you're you. welcome. Bye, Curtis. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my conversation with Curtis and Mom Brandy out of Texas. What a beautiful young man. What a great spirit, calm, quiet, just a gentleman. And so it's my pleasure to finally get a chance to do what I've wanted to to do for a while. And you'll be hearing much more. The lineup that I have for you is incredible. Great women in our community. Um, And uh, the men, oh, my goodness. Um, Mark has a group of men ready for you to hear from. Starting next week, you'll hear from our men. Again, I'm trying to do a show, 30 minutes or so every day, just to bring you up to speed. But before I leave you today, I want to remind you, if you have not registered for the Virtual World Vitiligo Day Conference, our marketing director, Alicia Roofs, have been uh, posting about it. It's now up on, I believe, all of our BitFriends groups, our Pen Pal Patch Children's ages 4 to 14 on their group as well as on the Purple Patch Teen Group, ages 15 through 20. It's on that group as well. So get to registering. We're happy to be participating in it. Uh, We have Alicia as a speaker. We have Mark Braxton as a speaker. And you'll hear the voice of our teens. We're excited. We're excited. We're excited. Doing it virtually is is 
what we can do for this year, but we are praying fingers across so that next year we will be celebrating live in Minnesota. I tell you, um, it's been uh, one of those events that's so missed by so many. Um, and I hear it. I hear it every every day. Um, I had a girl just this past week wanting to know, oh, my goodness, did I forget to register for the Minnesota conference? When can I go? And so we had a conversation. It's live next year. We pray that the pandemic will be on its way out of our lives for good. Listen. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, Big Friends is on the move. So many things are happening with us and for us. Uh, if you need information about our groups, uh, follow us on the website, www.bitfriends.org. You'll find where it says groups, and you can select the group you want to attach yourself to, or if you are not in a Vic Friends neighborhood, we can point you to the V-Strongs, the HBAMs, the, any of the groups throughout the U.S. or even overseas will gladly, we have some information on our page about the international groups as well. Uh, feel free to call us, 844-374-3639, any time, day or night. Please write to us support at bitfriends.org. And remember, this is Valerie Molyneux, BitFriends President and CEO. Love, peace, blessings to you and yours. Stay well. Stay safe. Bye-bye for now. Mm -hmm.